right. Uh, hello, everyone. This is Emilio Garcia. Welcome to another episode of The Man Gen Studio. Uh, with me, as always, is Gabby Garcia. How are you, Gabby? Hi, Emilio. I'm feeling fine. How are you? Uh, good, good. I hope everyone listening is having a great, great day. Uh, today, we are going to have a conversation about upselling and cross-selling for B2B companies. Uh, as you know, we usually on the Mangen Studio, we cover uh, topics related to more of the uh, attracting or brand awareness kind of topics, even conversions and acquisition. But I think it's important to also uh, pay attention to the definitely smaller but relevant cohort of people that is your customers. And, um, and so I think the understanding the impact that upselling and cross-selling can have on the revenue and sales velocity of your company, it is really, really important. So um, um, that's, that will be the topic for today. I don't know if before we start, Gabby, you have any comments? Yeah, I think that the topic that we're going to discuss today is really important because of the advantages that it has on the, on the B2B market market today. And um, I guess that we are going to discuss each one, but I want to introduce the people again, a, con um, a context on it. And we know that today's uh, landscape, as we call it on B2B, is really, really competitive. And upselling and cross-selling are ways to, uh, let's just say that, enhance some of the strategies that we already have. And use them as a as an advantage of of your business for getting more customers, not no more customers, for getting uh, for building that last relationship with those customers, and obviously make it more effective on the revenue part, right? So this is the main uh, attractive of the upselling and cross selling um, strategies that we're gonna discuss today. So I wanna I wanna share that. Yeah. So um, let us start right away with. It might be obvious for some of you or most of you, but for those of you that don't have a clear understanding, um, defining or understanding the meaning of upselling and cross-selling. I will use a product because it is typically something that happened more for the B2B world on products, but it happens definitely on services as well, not just products. So let us imagine, for example, HubSpot, as you know, we are a partner agency and they have a great structure for upselling, cross-selling their products. So um, upselling is within a product category, a version of it that has more capabilities. So for example, in the case of HubSpot, um, they have different hubs and they sell them separately. And so you have the marketing hub, which is all the marketing tools, and you have the sales hub, which is all the tools that a sales team might need. And you have the service hub, which is customer success and so forth. So they have three levels for each of their hubs. Uh, one, the, the first one is obviously free, and the next stage is something called starter. And then you have professional. And finally, you have end price. And the idea is that um, some people will start on the free version just to get a sense of the tool. Typically, they progress to starter if they don't have super big needs. But the core functionality that make it work very, very well is usually at the professional level. And enterprise is usually reserved for customers that, as the name says, have um, a lot of uh, organization that is larger than 1,000 employees typically, right? There are some cases where you have different structures um, uh, that might justify to move up, but typically it's for larger organizations. And that will be upselling, right? If I'm, um, if your, your clients are using the first tier of your service and they move into the second tier or, or third, they usually increase the amount of revenue um, uh, that, that they bring to the company and you will be upselling. Now, cross-selling is 
if you have marketers that are using your product and all, there's also a sales team that is in need of a CRM, um, then they might be interested on the sales hub and you will be selling to maybe a different group of people, but it will be the same account. So that will be cross-selling. And uh, obviously you can have both of them at the same time, yeah. right? Maybe for an organization, if you, um, the, the customer unlocks value, they might evaluate buying a higher tier of the product that they have and more of the business lines or products that you offer, right? So those are, that is generally the idea behind it. I will make it more conceptual because I know that it might be really, really, uh, um, let's just say that descriptive about it, but I will say that upselling, it's like the practice of encouraging existing customers to upgrade or purchase a more advanced, um, like premium or higher price version of your product or your, or your service that they are already using. Like you said, like if you go for, for the starter to the most valuable one on the, the most expensive one, let's just say on your, on your company. And for instance, if it, let's just say that it's a software company or other basic uh, type of things that you can use, like, uh, I don't know, like a basic package that you have, and then they might upsell a customer to a more comprehensive uh, enterprise level, like you say, or um, or level plan that then they can upgrade it to. And for the cross-selling, I will say that it's another, like you say, another, another uh, way to sell. Uh, involves suggesting that complementary products or services that the ones that they already uh, have or that the customer have and they already purchase. In the B2B context, uh, this could mean that you can offer consultant services along software, mm -hmm. like you said, or recommending additional IT hardware uh, to complement, obviously, a, um, a server complement, uh, purchase. Right? So that that would be like a, the, the concept of it. And... I know that there's some ways that we can illustrate this, but like you already did perfectly. And I would just say that this, this uh, strategies that we can use within the B2B market, market are really helpful and value. They add value to their customers. And that's, that's the main point to, to this. Add more value to that customer so, so you can change that relationship that you have with them. Yeah, yes. So um, I think I think that's that's uh, a great way to describe it, and hopefully um, you have a better idea of you know what what is cross selling and upselling. But obviously the next question will be where what are the benefits? Um, there is a very clear one, some something that is being talked about a lot, which is it is way more expensive to acquire a new customer than to retain an existing one, and that is that is important because. Um, if you want to in, increase the revenue or grow the revenue of your company, technically you can go for both routes. You can try to upsell, cross-sell existing clients or customers, or you can just go and acquire more of them, right, at the, at, the, at the same level. But the challenge will be the return, right, is if you go and acquire more, they will be more expensive to acquire than to try to not just retain, but cross-sell and upsell an existing client. So one of the benefits is that you have someone that already got in into your ecosystem and it, it probably is going to be easier to expand them, to expand their consumption if they're happy with the product or service, right? That is the big caveat. That's something that you don't have for, the, for new clients that are acquiring. They have no idea what is to work with you um, if they have never done it before. So that's one big reason. The second one is that 
usually upselling and cross-selling allows you to tier your features or your expertise in the case of services, right? So we have seen all that, right? That the, it is true that enterprise versions or higher tiers of products and services usually have a, a more sophisticated situation that justify them. Like these enterprise products usually is because the company is larger and therefore needs more support and more users. But sometimes it's just the features. Um, finding on products where a brand new feature, something that took a lot of time on development, will be offered at the highest tier because that's where you can um, put the cost of the development of that new feature across you know, these clients that are paying more. And as uh, the, the cost is being amortized over time, then you can lower it down and keep adding to the lower tiers to keep providing value, as you were saying, Gabby, right? So yeah. it's a little bit easier on products because um, the investment is done at the beginning and after that, the, the fixed cost is very low. So you can move features down and using, again, HubSpot as an example, that happens all the time. They added some features on enterprise and professional and eventually they are moving them down into starter and even free, right? So right now, for example, their CMS offer is free. Uh, it's limited to 25 pages, but you know, you get a website builder for free, which <laughs> is something that the marketplace <laughs> have. Um, and if you want to expand on that, then you go and buy more. So you keep adding at the lowest tier more and more value that have been amortized by the, by the users that are you know, willing to pay a little bit more because they can, this larger organization. So that's the other great thing about it. And obviously the other thing is that it's so, the, the, Focusing on understanding the needs of your current clients or, or buyers allow you to discover what is the next product line that you need to develop. And that will build the cross-selling opportunities. And again, drawing into HubSpot, they started on marketing, but um, as they provided uh, you know, support and service for marketers, they obviously had in mind or discovered that marketers usually work with the sales team and they work with the customer success team. So it, is, it makes sense to expand the ecosystem to all the departments that are client-facing, right? Because they share the same problems or similar problems. Um, it's just that the, the, the client is at different stages, right? Prospect, potential buyer, opportunity, and finally a customer. So... They, they could learn from their experience on Marketing Hub what they needed to do on Sales Hub, eventually Customer Success um, Hub or Service Hub. And so the, that's the other benefit that focusing on uh, cross-selling opportunities will allow you to increase the opportunities or products that you develop and obviously increase the range of products and services that you offer to any given client. Yeah, those are perfectly uh, well done explained benefits for businesses and we got the other hand for the customers right I, which i have uh three at least um and change the solutions right you already mentioned that customers can benefit from more comprehensive solutions that better address obviously their needs and challenges as they what might develop uh, whether it is a true an upgrade like you said or a, for a product or a, a complementary service and this will uh, give them great value for their investment, right? Which is the thing that they will want to uh, obtain from you. Another one is a time saving. The cross-selling in particular uh, save customers tons of time, right? From their investment. Like this is a regular thing. Providing them with one-stop 
shop for all the things that they are uh, related or needed, right? And this this will um co- uh, convenient for them in a highly value obviously relationship for B two B type of uh, process. And the other one is the tailored solutions, which are for the upselling and the cross selling. Uh, you done this right. These are based on a deep understanding that the customers have unique requirements. And when you did you did this correctly, the personalization ensures that the customers will receive offers that are obviously relevant and that adds again value to them. So that's something that I want to mention too. Those are for for the customers. What what can they obtain or what are the benefits for the customers from the upselling and cross sellings? Yeah. Now it begs the question then if we understand what upselling and cross selling is and the benefits is how do you set it up, right? Where are the strategies to, <laughs> yeah. to provide value and find the, the people that it makes sense to start working on? And here is an area where definitely you need those insights and that customization or personalization so, so you can better offer cross-selling and upselling opportunities for your clients. Uh, it varies depending on what you offer. Obviously, the industry that has manage this the best, in my view, is SaaS, right? Fortunately, for SaaS products, you have the product itself is an application usually or a web service where uh, in the back end, the engineers can see usage. They can see, um, you know, where are the parts of the platform that are being used the most, the areas where customers are consuming the most, right? So again, going into HubSpot, and I can use other services, but... Um, you can see the, the economic drivers, which mm. might be the number of contacts that you have on the database, the, the number of people that are using the platform, uh, what parts of your system are used the most. And so if you combine all that data, you will see where people is finding value and in that way, trigger moments where you wanna, you wanna offer you know, uh, the next level. For example, if you are offering integration with um, three or four tools, and a current client is already using three of them and your next year uploads, you know, allows you to have access to 12, then that will be a good moment to start talking about you want to move into the next level. Or similarly, they are using um, parts or features that are related to another product that you offer, then you can start a company. I think in general, the point will be to look at how your clients are using your product as much as possible. Um, both um, passively, if you want to call it that way, you can use it and actively uh, looking for opportunities to understand um, how they use their product, typically on customer support scenarios or events. That's where, for example, in services, make the most sense. Uh, you will find that the companies that are best at this take every opportunity when they have a conversation with a customer to help them solve the problem and at the same time uh, discover if they are happy with the service and if they are happy with the service, talked about the new things they're offering because most people are not aware, right? Your customers are not aware of all the things that you are um, um, working offering, on yeah. or mm-hmm. offering or growing. So the best example that I have quite away is telecommunications, right? If you do it right, you will discover the user um, is consuming a lot of data, is having a lot of devices. The next time that they call you to solve a problem, especially if you have a great experience, right? That is the one prerequisite. Then you, you should ask 
well, um, are you happy with your package? Do you want to move to, I don't know, 100 um, megas to one gig uh, of data? Um, are you interested in, you know, security protection or cybersecurity or something like that? So choosing moments and opportunities where you're engaging with the customer that makes sense um, on the service side are also ways that you can drive those upselling, cross-selling opportunities. It is not definitely something that you should leave to just chance. Definitely, you need to build processes for that, uh, set up a scenarios on the things that happen the most and what will be a likely buyer and a likely product consumption that will justify it. No different from your marketing efforts for prospects, right? You need to identify the type of accounts that are happy, the type of buyers that would make the choice. The only layer on top of this is the, the actual usage of your product. That's something that for prospects is not necessarily relevant because they haven't bought, but for, for cross-selling and upselling opportunities, that will be the extra criteria. Um, and in the case of products that have a lot of technology behind, you can just source the data directly. In the case of services where you don't have that much of information, maybe surveys or conversations asking how the, the client feels about the product or service and yeah. potential needs will be the way that you uh, find out if it's a good opportunity to upsell or cross-sell. That's really important. Uh, I'm, obviously, the, the upsell and cross-selling is really centric approach and a customer-centric approach and highly, let's just say. And one of those, uh, like the data instances you can, you can actually use is that customer feedback. And it's really important because we have seen, I have seen that. I have seen you doing that, which is actively seek and incorporate that customer feedback into your strategies will help you to provide, obviously, value and insights to what the customers are looking for. And, and you, can, uh, you can cover or uncover upselling and cross-selling opportunities tailored to that. Like you might have, you have might missed at the, at the beginning of their relationship with that customer. You will might get it at the, at the end, like when you have already uh, completed, let's just say, a, a, a contract with them or the time that you have with them. And you will find another opportunity to increase or upgrade that uh, even cross-selling or those upselling opportunities that you may have with them. And it's really important to ask, uh, obviously, them what, what are these opportunities to obtain that feedback from them. And I guess that is really uh, important uh, aspect that you have to cover. Yeah. Now, I want to shift into combining two ideas, right? The automation opportunities plus the challenges that are interrelated. So yes, you can build automation here. Um, it is easier to do for products that are used in the form of an app or a web application. Again, the way that I have seen it is it's a combination of getting feedback specifically for a specific part of the, of the platform, right? Uh, you're using a, a new feature or something that is you are evaluating if it's a good entry point for a upselling opportunity, right away you ask, are you happy with this feature, right? A simple, um, sad, neutral, happy about it. And some comments will give you insights. But once you use that, if, if uh, a group of users are in that part of the feature uh, or, or the platform a lot of times and actively using, then you can trigger, for example, uh, a message or uh, an email or a phone call to evaluate if they're interested on um, increasing their, their use of the product. 
for services is not as easy. Again, it will depend right on the moments that you can pick to make that upselling, cross-selling. One example that I have is that uh, what the what the hotel industry typically does, that is, or when the travel experience typically does, which is after you take that trip, after you stay in that hotel, after you take the flight, that's the best moment if they had a good experience. That's the best moment to uh, upsell and cross-sell them about the other things that you do. The, the experience is fresh on them. It, at other moments, it's also possible, but that's a great moment to take advantage of it. So for services, typically when, you, when your client is the happiest, which is after the onboarding process, is when it's a great opportunity to talk about what else can we do for you, right? So there are definitely opportunities there. Now, the, the challenges and pitfalls um, of it is that first, that automation should not be triggered if there's not usage behind it, right? Because then it will be ton deaf. It's, well, why are you upselling me if I'm not even using that feature? Second, especially for services, is that you need to wait for that onboarding experience to happen, right? So you saw me about this initial implementation of the service. Um, have a clear understanding of what will be success for you and for your client or for your customer, right? So maybe the first three months, and maybe some quick wins and some internal recognition. We, we say all the time that for our clients, for our marketer professionals, the ones that we work with, I want to hear them telling us how their bosses are happy at what we are, we are doing. That is the stamp that tell me we are doing a great job here. And now we have earned the trust uh, to talk about what else can we do for you. Until that happens, it will not be advisable to talk about increased business and our opportunity. You have to prove yourself first that yes, your user is happy, but second, usually that the boss of that user is happy as well, because typically he's the one that is authorizing the, the spending, right? So in services happens the same. Um, someone offers you a services, you want to have that experience initially. And after that, after they have expressed that they're happy about it, then you open the opportunities. And that's the biggest uh, you know, challenge that you might have, that you're trying to automate before you deliver value, as you were saying, Gabby. At the end of the day, yes, you want to increase your revenue, but also you want to provide value to your customers. And that's the way that it should be done. Yeah, obviously the poor timing and relevance are important to this. And uh, one or another one that I could find there, it's the... Um, neglecting the post-sale engagement. I think that we already saw it, right? Which, which, which might be that many focus, uh, many businesses focus only on upselling and cross-selling during the initial uh, state or state of their process with, with a customer, neglecting obviously the post-sale uh, opportunities that you might have or you might encounter. A solution to that would be that you have to continue to, let's just say, engage with customers uh, after the initial purchase and monitor the usage of the uh, of that product or service, know if they're satisfied with it, uh, proactively suggest relevant upgrades or additional services that you you can actually have um, on online and that they might need uh, to evolve obviously that that relationship and not obviously regularly communicate uh, those updates and offerings to to your customer right so I think that's another one that not that no not because you you already did a um, let's just say a, 
uh, sell with that custom customer, you might just not focus on the other things that come ahead. Yeah. Well, I think we have covered a lot. Hopefully, everybody <laughs> found value on this one. I really like it. Uh, thank you, Gavi. All that is uh, left to say is tune in for the next episode. Um, we will continue to bring in more topics around B2B. Feel free to reach out and tell us if there's anything that you want to hear from us. Um, and yeah, don't, don't miss the next one. Thank you, Gabby. See you, Emilio. See you, everyone. <laughs>